Today's guest is a very talented photographer who's taking snapshots of the city, everyday life, candid photos of people, just just the most beautiful aspects of New York City. And I'm very excited to, to talk about this uh, with him today on today's show. Welcome, Ryan Serrano. I hope I got your name right. Yes, yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That was that was a really awesome uh, introduction. Uh, and, and thank you for not only having me, but like what you're doing here. I think it's really awesome just speaking to all sorts of different creatives and just giving them an outlet to talk. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, totally. I mean, something we discussed before is that we want this to be an outlet for creative people to connect with each other, maybe even work with each other in the future and, and what have you. It's it's something that I've noticed that a lot of the people I talk to here on the show are New York based. That's kind of on purpose, but not necessarily 100% what I'm trying to go for. But it just so happens to be that way. And part of that is the connective tissue, like I mentioned, through some of the people we know. And uh, of course, Nick was part is part of the reason uh, while while you are on today's show. So he hooked us up. And so thanks, Nick. Shout out to Nick uh, for yep, doing that. You. Um, but yeah, so thanks for being on. I'm excited, uh, to talk about what, what you're all about. So for those that aren't aware of who Mr. Ryan is, uh, and maybe he'll tell us the name of his Instagram, but if you go to his Instagram account, it's breathtaking. Like, it's just, like I said, it's it's simplistic, it's candid, and it's just more of all that stuff. Definitely check it out. But the reason I bring that up is... What goes into when you take a photograph yourself? Like, what are you thinking? Do you see a guy like two blocks away and you're like, all right, if he makes it to my block, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snapshot him. Or, or like, what, what's going through your head when you're taking these photos? Um, it's, yeah, it, sometimes it is definitely that, you know, like it gets a little, I guess, it can seem a little odd, especially in the beginning, but I've become more comfortable with it, the process of doing it. But yeah, sometimes it does seem, I guess, a little creepy in that sense where like I see an interesting person a character and I feel the need to like maybe follow a little bit and see if anything interesting happens if any um pleasing compositions come into place um yeah like when I'm when I'm walking around and and thinking I guess I'm I'm really just thinking about being in the current moment um which is one of the reasons why I love photography so much um I've kind of evolved I guess my what I like to shoot over time um I started off with a lot of cityscape and like, I guess, architectural type stuff. Um, but in the last couple of years, I've since shifted to more like street photography. So just walking around aimlessly pretty much with my camera and taking photos of either people candidly on the streets or just scenes across the street, everyday life. Um, and it's just a nice way to just be more connected with the area around me. So um, whether it's Manhattan, Brooklyn, you know, wherever I'm at, um, I'm usually just thinking about what is happening around me, you know, um, people going about their day. Um, I try not to shoot, uh, with music playing anymore. I used to do that a lot, but I find that, um, so listening to the sounds around me helps me be more in touch with the environment and just get a sense of where I may want to go next, because I really don't have any idea <laughs> where I'm going. I kind of just walk and, and figure it out as I go. Um, so yeah, I guess to answer your question, I'm I'm just thinking about what's going on and where I may want to go next. Um, thinking about the light, um, the people around me, the characters, um, and and where I could find something cool and interesting. Really, it's funny that you mentioned that you were listening. To, you would listen to music. Was that that was intentional originally? Like, yeah, it's like I mean, I guess part of my everyday life. I'm 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 pretty much always listening to music and it's it helps me just relax and and it's just a nice way to go about my day you know doing work commuting and stuff so it naturally you know followed me into like my photography um and when i was shooting landscapes and all that it i feel like it worked really well um because i guess i didn't feel the need to hear the environment around me as much uh, it was, of course, still pleasant to have those moments where I just like tuned, took the music out and just listened to what was going on around me just to kind of have a mindful moment. Um, but I, I noticed when I'm shooting the street and also from doing research and like hearing from other street photographers, it made a lot of sense that it would be helpful to not listen to music anymore because um, you pick up a lot of information that way. Um, 
whether it's the sounds of people talking or shouting or music or, you know, some anything that you, you can hear on the streets. There's all sorts of sounds and it really just helps you be in that moment, which is kind of what street photography is all about. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I guess the music was was nice, you know, when I had it as a way to like really almost like zone out and just like and be like in the just a relaxed mood. Um, but now I'm finding that I want to zone in more so. So uh, having that extra sense um, at play has been really helpful. I'm looking at a lot of your your work here on this page. And yeah, I see the transition from, you know, architectural to you have some stuff with, with the protest and then you go into that's when it starts going back to architecture, but then it starts evolving, obviously. I, I take it that this evolution came during COVID, I would assume. I think a big part of it started around COVID um, for the most part. It was on my mind before then. Um, but if I'm being honest, I was just kind of scared to really do it. Um, I feel like I, I stuck with landscape because it was what I felt like I did well. And it's what produced the most, um, I guess, the images that really catch your eye and that people are like wowed by. Um, like, you know, I, I would take images in snowstorms, uh, thunderstorms and try and catch lightning. Um, I would try and shoot the Milky Way if I'm traveling and like I can actually see the stars. Um, and all those images, they were, it was, I had a lot of fun shooting those and those memories are all like really close to my heart um, as well as the images themselves. But I noticed that um, my creative drive was kind of dropping, you know, like I guess with the everyday life of work and then I was finishing up my master's degree and it was kind of hard to like find the time to like plan ahead. Landscape photography is a lot of planning ahead saying that like, I wanna be at this location when the weather is like this or when the time of day, the light is like this, so I can get this specific shot. Right. Um, and it's great when that works out, you know, but living here in New York and there's, I guess I was feeling like I was running out of ideas, you know, like I can't, I went to the same locations to shoot the same scenes, the same bridges or cityscapes. Um, and all of the planning wasn't really working out. Like I would miss thunderstorms because of my, work schedule or my school schedule so i was feeling like kind of uh stuck as like a photographer um and then i realized that like i still want to shoot but that wasn't really working out for me anymore um and that's when i started thinking about street photography more because you know the great thing about it is you don't need to plan ahead um and i guess it's a great thing and kind of a scary thing because you know you just walk around with your camera and and see what you get. You may get something great. You may get nothing, you know, after like hours and hours of walking around. Um, and I think that's what kept me away from it in the beginning, because I, I liked the certainty of knowing what shot I was going to get when I was shooting landscapes. Um, but I've since then grown more comfortable with the idea of just walking around aimlessly, um, not knowing if I'm going to get a shot and being OK with that. In the beginning, I tried it a few times and like I was afraid to shoot photos of people. I didn't I, I felt like I was standing out and like seeming weird and creepy. Um, and it was just a whole difficult transition um, because everything about it changed. You know, I still had my camera and I was still doing what I love, but everything about it was kind of like flipped um, and it was kind of tough. So I, I tried it a few times and then I just stopped because I was like, I'm, I'm not good at this. I'm just going to like stick mm. to landscape. Yeah. But eventually, you know, I, it came to a point where I was like, no, this means enough to me that I want to keep trying it. So has there ever been a point where someone's approached you and said, did you just take a picture of me? And why? Mm -hmm. Does that, has that, has that happened? Uh, it's less common than I, I would have expected. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people would ask if I'm like shooting for like a newspaper or a press or something. Um, and lately, I guess I, I've, had a pretty solid um, follow-up answer ready, uh, which was true uh, because I, as you said, I started a lot of this around COVID um, and uh, I just wanted to capture life living in a pandemic, you know, like everything around us changed and it's become pretty normalized at this point, you know, like the scenes of everyday life. Um, but when we really, really think about it, you know, like 
simple things like the signage all over the place about, you know, COVID-19 and masks and vaccines and the fact that we're all wearing masks. Um, not as much maybe right now, but um, we got pretty used to it. Um, but in about another, you know, 20 years from now, um, that could be pretty fascinating to look back on. Um, so that was kind of, I guess, a project for me is just like shooting everyday life and finding ways that I can include things that make it very obvious of the time period that these photos were taken. So when people would come up and ask me, I can simply say that, you know, I'm documenting everyday life uh, in a pandemic and it's kind of like a personal project. Um, and it's, it's usually been pretty fine. Uh, some people are still a little like upset afterwards, um, but they never really take another step from there. They don't ask to like delete it or anything. Um, so I think that's part of me having an, a, a response ready to go that, is completely legitimate. Um, but also, I guess the way that I shoot, I, I try, there's all sorts of street photographers and um, styles. And my style is more slow paced and um, trying to not be seen. Uh, so I, I try to be pretty discreet. I use a longer focal length so that I don't need to get incredibly close to people. Mm. Um, I'm still decently close because I prefer to capture like uh, the details. Um, so, even if I'm shooting at a longer focal length, I'm still very clearly like close to them. Um, but I try and make it quick. I try and shoot when they're not really looking right at me. Sometimes they'll catch me as I'm pointing the camera at them and then they'll just continue walking and I just continue going about my day. Um, so yeah, it, it works out, you know, it's been pretty good so far. So fingers across that it, it continues that way. <laughs> It's uh, it's funny. Part of my day job is um, I, I'm always going through Getty images. And at the height of COVID, I was always looking for images that would stand out. That was we would do stories about New York. And and it, it was breathtaking to see these these images of just just a dead city to see like somehow the city that, you know, never sleeps somehow became this desolate, isolated, um, just desert. Um, just blew my mind. And again, some of your images evoke that. And, uh, you know, are, 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 any, are any of your photos on Getty or anything like that? Um, no, you know, uh, lately I've been, sometimes I'll go out and shoot and I'll get a few shots that I like. But lately I've been noticing that I tend to keep some of them and not really share them much. Mm -hmm. um, I do post uh, some here and there, but that's also changed. I used to post pretty much every shot that I liked, uh, and now it's kind of slowed down where um, it, I guess I have a few still that I haven't really shared much, and I guess I don't really know why. Um, I guess it's because I, I like it and I'm kind of just holding on to it until I figure out where I want it to go. Yeah, but I, I haven't I don't have any on getting images now. Well, that's a good idea though, because then you could you know you could surprise people in, in a couple of months or years when you open your gallery and you go, huh, these are the unseen photos I took from you know 2020, 2021. That's yeah. something you can yeah. you can think about. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. And then the idea that uh, <laughs> the idea that you, you the, the the fact that you mentioned that you're the the certain lens that you're using is allowing you to stay a little bit further from people. Um, yet, like you said, you want to pick up certain details. So you're, you're closer than maybe you need to be, I guess. But um, it's funny because for so many people, they're always curious and they always ask photographers, what's the perfect lens that I need to use? Um, for those that are starting out photography, those that are listening to this, that are unsure of how to start uh, their collection of lenses. Um, what would you suggest to, to those that are, that are figuring that out to, to yeah, do what so you do I, to do what I do? Yeah. So that, that helps narrow it down. Cause I feel like I could, I could say so, so much about yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. to lenses and, and the best thing to go for if you're just starting out. So to do, if we're starting out with what I do, street photography, um, there's, you know, in the street photography community, I guess, there are a set of, I guess you can call them rules, but, you know, in any art form, they're, I guess they're more like guidelines. Um, nothing's like a hard set rule that you must follow. But 
a street photography purist, I guess you can call it, would <laughs> recommend shooting with like uh, a low profile camera, something that's small and lightweight um, and a prime lens. So a lens that doesn't zoom, it just has one focal length. And they'll usually tell you to go for like a 35 millimeter, maybe a 50 millimeter. And the reasoning is that um, those focal lengths are, are the closest to what our eyes already see. Um, so you're kind of showing your regular point of view from where you're standing through your images. Um, and they also help you to be connected with the environment around you. Street photography is like about being really immersed uh, in, in where you're taking photos of and also being connected with it and having that connection come through your images. Um, so it's wide enough that it gives you context and um, you know, put your subjects into a larger area. You know, you see the streets or the background or the foreground and all that. Um, and I do that sometimes. Um, but I, like I said, I do prefer to shoot a longer uh, focal length. So more so lately, I'm shooting with, uh, I'm on a crop sensor camera, which means um, the focal length is different than what the lens actually says because there's a crop factor. Um, so my lens that I usually use right now is a 56 millimeter, but because of the fact that I'm on a crop sensor camera that comes out to an 85 millimeter uh, focal length, which is, I guess some people would call it like a short telephoto, meaning that it's like, it shouldn't, it's, it's got a long uh, range kind of. Um, and I really like that because like I said, I, I tend to prefer to focus on single moments rather than a bigger picture when I'm out on the streets. So if you like shooting, you know, individual people in the street or in the, an individual part of a person, even like their hand or their foot or something, um, and you really want to show those little details of everyday life, I would recommend a longer lens because that's going to allow you to do that. It would be completely unrealistic to try and do that with um, a really wide angle lens because that would mean you'd have to be like right up in people's faces and there are some photographers that are comfortable with that and do it um but that's not my style um i prefer to like like i said uh be a little more discreet and unnoticed um so like yeah shooting with the equivalent focal length of like 50 to 85 is working for me um i am using prime lenses also because i do feel like that helps me also be uh in the moment, you know, when I, I think when you have a zoom lens, um, it can kind of take you out of the environment because you can sit in one place and just zoom in and zoom out. Whereas with the prime lens, you're, you're kind of forced to move around, move forward and back to I change. Your position. Yeah. It's, um, and it, it'll help, it helps simplify things, you know, shooting street, um, as simple as being as simple as possible with your setup is the most helpful because it puts all your attention into the world around you. So if you're, if you have your settings figured out and it's simple and your camera is simple and you got one focal length and that's all you're working with, it helps you just, you got all that figured out and now it's just, let me just look around me and, and see what I want to shoot. Um, so yeah, I would, that, that's my recommendation uh, for street photography. Um, if you're prefer to stay back uh, and, and shoot from a little bit of a distance, get the details, longer focal length like 50 to 85 um but if you're if you want to get the bigger picture shoot some wider scenes get a whole intersection with a lot of people in the frame then maybe like a 23 to 35 millimeter um can do that for you excellent advice um yeah for for it actually brings me to my next point and it's actually something that ir irritates me with people that aren't uh either photographers or unaware of about anything like, like that. Um, a lot of people think that software will save them after, uh, you know, them doing a very poor job at taking a photo. That's my belief that, you know, it's not the software, it is the person and, 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 and their knowledge behind how to take a, a photo. Would you agree with that? Uh, no, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, there's no saving um, a blurry image. Um, <laughs> if the focus is missed, that's it. No amount of sharpening is is going to bring that back. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely. Although, you know, one of the things that I also 
kind of enjoy about that. That kind of reminds me that I enjoy about street photography. Another shift, I guess you can say, from landscape to street is that because of the nature of street photography and how it works, you know, how how fast things change um, from second to second, how fast lighting changes and all that. Um, you know, it's it can be pretty difficult to nail every single shot just perfectly. Um, and in some ways that actually sometimes still works in street photography, you know, landscapes, I guess I'm always trying to be as pristine as possible, the best composition, it's clean, it's uh, sharp. Um, and sometimes in the street, you know, shooting real quick, trying to catch a moment that's happening and you only have so much time to react. Sometimes it happens that like, you know, the exposure isn't perfect. It's not really what you were expecting or focus is a little off. And I guess sometimes that can, it's a little, the little charms of street photography, you know, almost like if you ever have looked at like older, um, images, you know, from like 50s, 60s, 70s, um, sometimes there are these like really, really impactful images, uh, mm -hmm. that show like, you know, an amazing scene, uh, a significant moment. And, um, and sometimes they're not actually tack sharp or perfect, but they're still an amazing image and it kind of gives it its charm. Um, one example is, uh, I recall is the, uh, the clash, the band, the clash, one of their album covers is, um, of the guy like smashing the, the guitar on the album. Right. Um, and that's a pretty awesome shot. But if you look into the details, it's not perfectly crisp. It's a little, the focus is missed a little bit and yet it's still such a powerful and like well-known image. Um, so I guess that's been a bit of a shift for me as well. Like focusing less on like trying to, I guess be all about the numbers and like the super sharpness. I'm, I guess I'm, I've shifted more towards like, um, what do I want to show in my images? And sure. I try and get it right as much as I can. Um, I tend to like really clean compositions and all that, but I guess I've loosened up a bit more in the last year or so. Hmm. I, I, uh, I appreciate that because there are plenty of people that think that it has, everything has to be perfect, but there are times that it doesn't call for that. And, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's all, like, it's all balancing it out, I guess. You know, like when it comes to, there's certain moments on the street that's like you only have that one second to catch it. And right. uh, it's all about being prepared, you know, being ready beforehand so that you can catch it just right. Um, but I'm, I guess I'm not as obsessed about things creeping into like the edges of my image because I'm trying to show everyday life in the streets anyways. So um, I guess I'm trying not to be as much of a control freak with like who is in my frame and, and all that. Um, because sometimes it, sometimes it works out, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah. um, this is, uh, the part, part of the show where, well, I usually ask it earlier, but, um, has, has photography always been a mo, uh, 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 uh I guess, a hobby, a, a career thought. Uh, uh, has it ever? Has it always been a part of your life? Were you taking photos at like four years old, or just when did this come about? Uh, in some ways, I guess, like, yeah, I, I. So, like, I always was like interested in the ability to like take photos um, as like a kid. So, like, once like phones had cameras on it, I had a lot of fun with that, just taking photos of like my pets and stuff. Um, <laughs> And uh, or if like I was going away like to camp or something, my parents gave me a disposable camera. And then I guess they were thinking that I would take photos of like me, myself and like what I'm doing and me and my friends and all that. But I didn't think about doing that. Um, I, I would just like take photos of, you know, the, the scenery, like stuff around me or like if I would cool animals and stuff. Um, and then they would kind of be upset about that because they're like, that's not really what we wanted you to do with the camera. Um, so I was always interested in, in just in doing that and capturing things that I'm seeing. Um, and around senior year of high school, so like 20, 2011 to 2012, um, I took an intro to photography course um, that involved getting a DSLR camera and learning how to use it. Um, and it did increase my interest, but it, it, surprisingly, it, it wasn't the catapult to like where I am now. It kind of started it off. Um, I got more interested and would take photos more either at the camera or on my cell phone. Um, just things I saw around me that were cool, you know, like 
nice sunsets or cool looking streets and stuff like that. Um, and around this same time, my brother got really interested as well. Um, and he started doing the same thing, but he kind of took it to the next level and like put a lot of energy and focus into it. Like he would just go out, take the camera and his sole purpose was to go out and shoot photos. And I was like, Oh, that's actually, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about doing that. Like <laughs> just going out just to take photos. I would like more so shoot photos while I was already out. Um, and I, I was kind of inspired by that, like that he was, he, he did that. Um, like he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to take the bike and ride to this location and shoot some photos. Like for whatever reason that never crossed my mind. Um, but when I saw him doing it, it, it inspired me and almost was like, Oh, well, well I can do that too. <laughs> um, so we, we started to really like, I guess, bond over, over that and, uh, being able to just go out with the sole intention of shooting photos and learning more about how to use this camera. Um, and I guess I would say shortly after that. So maybe like if I took that photography course in 2011 into 2012, probably around 2013, 2014 is where like things really, really picked up and photography became like a really important part of both of our lives. I was going through your, your older stuff uh, while you were talking because you're a very daring person dangling your legs over these buildings. <laughs> that was fascinating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but back to uh, your upbringing and stuff like that. So your brother influenced your drive, I guess, to, to get out there and, and shoot photography as um, more than just, uh, I guess, I, I guess it became a, a daily activity, a daily occurrence for you. Um, was he a photographer? Like, is it, like, was that something that was his main drive? Was that his career? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, I guess as a career in the sense of, I guess, like, you know, our, a creative career, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. a drive, a passion. Um, yeah, yeah. Like when I say he took it to the next level, like he he really did. Um, he he started, you know, exploring the city a lot more, which inspired me to do that. Um, and uh, he became pretty involved in what would be called the urban exploration scene, um, which right. is essentially like a subculture, I guess, of, uh, of people, some more focused on the photography part and some more focused on the exploration part. Um, so, you know, we, we would just look for, for cool places to go to that most people don't see, you know, you don't have access to it. So finding out rooftops that we can uh, get into, uh, abandoned train stations or abandoned buildings, um, and just seeing a whole different side of of our city and capturing that um so it was it was a really it was pretty crazy um <laughs> it was a crazy time um and it was it was pretty just amazing you know like it was a whole feat just getting to a lot of these places um mentally and physically um and yeah. it made it that much more rewarding once you were there and you can like you know like that feeling of like opening a hatch and getting up onto the roof of like a 50 story building or so um it's pretty amazing um <laughs> and i just <laughs> like it's 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 awesome um and yeah like i we did that for for quite a while and it became a whole thing with like like a community of people doing that um and as everything does you know as as we always do as people i guess we evolve and change and um we we really love doing it but at some point i guess you know with the way that it became pretty popular and, and also risky. Um, we started to like slow down a little bit, you know, I got arrested. That wasn't fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I kind of suck. Um, Go and, into that. No. Yeah. I mean, no, no, I mean, I could actually, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we were on some rooftop and um, security came up and they, I mean, they knew right away that we weren't supposed to be there. Right. Uh, in my mind, I was like, all right, they're just going to like, kick us out um, and tell us not to come back. Maybe put us on a list of people that they wouldn't let into the building anymore. Um, that's what I was expecting and hoping for. Cause that's kind of what has happened to a lot of other people in the, in like the urban exploration scene. Mm -hmm. um, but they, they called the cops and I was trying to explain to them. I was like, you know, like, I'm sorry, you know, we won't do this again. We'll leave. Like you don't have to do this. And then I was hoping, all right, maybe the cops will be like, maybe the cops will be understanding and just like give us a slap on the wrist. And I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just try that. <laughs> and the cops came and they were, they were pretty pissed off. Um, 
and understandably so, you know, I know, I know we were doing stupid shit. Like we shouldn't, I, I acknowledge that like we were doing stupid shit. Like it wasn't really smart, you know, but yeah. we did it. That's what happened. Um, and yeah, the cops were like really upset. Um, with a lot of them too. And it was me and a, a couple of my friends. Um, and they just started slapping the, the handcuffs on us. And I was like, um, at that point I got pretty upset because I was like, you know, it's the first offense, nonviolent crime. Like, do we really got to jump straight to getting arrested? Um, and I, I was also like maybe 20 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like younger. Um, and yeah, so like, I, I forget what I said exactly, but I did respond back. Like, you know, like, do we really got to do this? And that didn't help things at all. They were, you know, they got more angry and just yelling at us, telling us to shut up and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, they brought us, they, they put us in the, in jail for for a few hours um and i had to had to make a phone call i I called my mom and told her that you know i was arrested and um you know we have some family (laughs) we have some family who are like in the police force and like their whole attitude shifted after that they were a lot nicer and they were like oh you should have told us that and i was like i didn't think think that was going to work out (laughs) um but they they sped it up and got us out i had had to go to court um and uh that it was fine. I guess it was like, as long as I didn't get in any trouble for like six months or something like that, they would just drop the charges. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, that was also kind of a, a moment where I was like, all right, you know, I, I also have, you know, career aspirations and like, I guess it was shifting where I was like, you know, there's risk involved with this Mm. both physically and in like with the law. And I started to think, you know, we both did as like artists and creatives were like, you know, we love taking photos and shooting. Um, it doesn't always need to be uh, on a rooftop or some like crazy location. I'm, I'm, I really am happy for the memories I had doing all that. And it was, it was just fucking awesome. You know, all the things that we did, the places we saw. Um, but we, you know, as, like I said, we evolved and like, we kind of just shifted our focus a bit to try and be creative and, and, find things that we can shoot and maybe not as an amazing of a location. Um, so it required a bit more, more work and, and more work in the sense of, I guess, training the eye, I, I guess. Um, whereas the exploring part, you know, was more so a lot of work just getting to that location and then having the technical ability to use your camera and to find a good composition. Um, right. But it was definitely different, you know, having this amazing scene in front of you, you know, being up on a rooftop in Manhattan versus walking around a street um, that you see every day and trying to find something interesting. So there was a bit of shift in there, you know, um, but, you know, those we I don't do that anymore. Of course, I I, I love the memories and the photos I have from that. Um, but I guess, you know, as a combination of getting older and just, you know, like I said, evolving, I've uh kind of moved on from that part there's a certain level of fear that was clearly not awake in your in your system (laughs) that you were able to do those things we're probably around in the same age bracket and so while you were doing that stuff i was watching people like you online going what the fuck are these people thinking that (laughs) that it's okay to like like don't 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 get me wrong i love going on a roof but I will not dangle my legs over that roof. And that could be on the third floor. <laughs> you know, um, to, say, to see that you were doing that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet above the street level is uh, incredible. Like, I don't, I don't know how people think that's an okay thing to do, but fine. <laughs> you know, I'm not judging, but just a matter of, you know, for safety purposes, I don't trust myself in that situation. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I think I would be stupid enough and go, oh, let me move forward. And then, oh, it's over. Um, so, I, I, wow. You know, again, I, I'm going, I was going through your stuff and just seeing that and, and, and that connection between uh, this community that there, there are people that do it, and then you got these guys that take it to the next level, and they they do parkour on these rooftops, and you're just like, "What are you thinking, yeah. my man?" Yeah, um, I definitely had like a limit. Um, like <laughs> I knew where I would, as far as I can go, was like sitting on the edge, maybe yeah. standing, and so occasionally having to like walk near the edge to get around the roof. Um, mm-hmm, no, but uh, I was no, I was definitely you know scared um so like my brother again was kind of a big um 
he 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 didn't he didn't he didn't care like he he could just do it no problem like it didn't seem like he was scared at all um he always said like he, he's like you know i i i know that's dangerous but i feel confident in like myself and i was not at that level so like the very first time that i did that um he was actually there and i like i sat on the edge and i was so so scared that i didn't even think about what the shot i was going to take like i was holding on to something with one hand I sat on the edge. I picked up my camera and realized that like I was zoomed way too far in. I should have been zoomed out to the widest length available. Mm. Um, but I was too scared. I was holding on to something. So I just took a photo and I was still hyped about what I got, even though it was kind of a, it was a pretty bad image if I'm being honest. Um, and over time I got more and more comfortable um, with, with just, you know, doing that and being closer to the edge. Um, and I guess it was part of like a personal thing for me I, I'm, I'm an anxious person by like nature um oh, okay. so even even i think back and it's like i'm kind of surprised that i did a lot of that stuff because of how how much i think about shit um all day <laughs> and like how much i'm always like over analyzing things and being scared of things happening yeah um so i guess it was kind of like a personal challenge for me to like push through and be like you know i want to i want to have fun and experience something amazing and thrilling um because all my life up to that point i never really did anything like that like i was just playing it safe all the time being you know kind of like in a shell i guess you could say um and that was kind of liberating for me to be able to like push through and do something like that it was pretty crazy um so i guess i was kind of proving some stuff to myself too like yeah i can i can do shit <laughs> you know i can do something amazing and like scary um so yeah it was definitely not easy in the beginning and it, it wasn't even easy towards the end it, it was a lot of nervousness about getting caught or getting in trouble or getting hurt god forbid right. um but i along the way just kind of figured it out um but you know it's funny how you say you wouldn't trust yourself because i that's always my explanation like i, I don't i hate roller coasters i can't get on a roller coaster i don't like it <laughs> and my friends are like what do you mean like you've done all this crazy shit yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I trust myself on a building. Like I'm, I'm in control of myself. So I'm like, all right, I know where I'm stepping oh. and all that, but like, I'd rather do that than put everything into, you know, just sit down and be like, all right, I put all my trust into this thing. Um, so I guess that's the way it works out for me mentally. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I cannot get on a roller coaster still until this day. Um, wow. Is a shit out of me. Yeah. Funny thing that you mentioned roller coasters. I am not a, the biggest fan of like the crazy massive ones, especially the ones that are not. I'm trying to think of some. Okay, so the ones that don't have anything on the sides of them, right? What I mean by that is um, Disney, for example. Uh, they have a ride called Big Thunder Mountain. It's extremely themed, and so you're in a mountain. You're like, I don't know if you're familiar with this one, but um, like everything, there's stuff around you, right? There's the mm -hmm. coaster track, but there's stuff on your left and stuff on your right. It's not like just concrete. So I feel comfortable on those rides. But you put me on a ride where to my left is literally concrete 100 feet down. I don't feel too comfortable, <laughs> even though it's kind of the same idea, right? It's a fucking roller yeah. coaster. But that's how I am. I don't know. Very weird. But yeah, that is odd that you don't do roller coasters. Maybe you'll figure that out, uh, hopefully, <laughs> because I've heard like the older you get, the least likely you're going to get on. Uh, so you're probably at this nice sweet spot where you could start doing them uh, and enjoy them. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, so New York City, clearly it seems like you grew up here. Um, specifically, what part of New York City did you grow up in and how did that influence your uh, photography? Yeah, I, I grew up in Sunset Park my whole life. Oh, wow. um, and which is, you know, only about maybe 30 minutes or less, if you're lucky, um, to Manhattan, like lower Manhattan. Um, and yeah, I feel pretty blessed to be in New York uh, as, a, as I would imagine a lot of creative people do, especially like photographers, um, because we, you know, I'm just very lucky though, to be able to, as a landscape photographer or cityscape photographer, when I was focusing on that, um, it was just really awesome to be able to grab my camera take a short train ride or drive and be able to shoot iconic places like Grand Central Station or the World Trade Center, Statue of Liberty, you know, Brooklyn Bridge, Manhattan Bridge, um, and just all these amazing, the Chrysler Building, Woolworth Building, 
um, it, it was just great. You know, like I felt like it was a photographer's playground to be able to have all these scenes right here. Um, and then as a street photographer, I'm still super lucky because New York City is so rich with different people, lifestyles, uh, just all sorts of vibrance, you know, every day on the street. Um, and it's just, I, you know, I walk around and I, it used to be that I'd be upset if I missed, I still am, you know, upset if I miss a good shot, but I'm a less annoyed at it now because I know that there's always something interesting happening here. Um, there's always something to shoot. And if I miss one, yeah, it sucks, but I'm kind of like, all right, well, let me just keep looking for the next one because there's, it's just a really fucking cool place. Like there's just so much going on here. Um, and there's just endless possibilities, you know? Um, and as a photographer, you know, I, I would say that's true about any place, you know, but, um, particularly being here in New York, I am very lucky. Um, there's, it's just a lot of fun exploring the streets and not only just seeing everything around me, but also feeling it, feeling the vibes. And like, I think one of my favorite things is like those first few really nice days out where the weather is like beautiful and it's like 70 degrees after like a horrible winter. Um, and there's just like an energy in the air when you walk around. Um, and it's, that's one of my favorite things. Um, like everyone's out, everyone's doing something, you know, playing sports or going for runs or hanging out with their friends, you know, skateboarders, all sorts of stuff going on. Um, and it's just really cool. You know, like I, I guess as a street photographer, I'm like kind of always thinking about shooting not only interesting and visually uh, pleasing scenes, but also I guess documenting, you know, like documenting everyday life and, and what it's like to be here, you know, like what sort of things are you seeing? Like, you know, one day I, I used to be working in lower Manhattan and I would just walk around my camera after work around my lunch break. And on one of those like really nice days, I just found like a group of people just like hanging out in a corner, um, listening to music, having some drinks, smoking, and like, they all just seemed so happy. And it was a nice scene to not only like experience and witness, but to also just like capture and hear and then feel it. Um, it it's really nice. Um, so yeah, being in New York is, is just awesome in every way, especially as a creative, um, you know, may, maybe not so much in terms of like the cost <laughs> of yeah. everything, you know, that's like outside, but for me, it's like worth it. Cause I'm like, well, I wouldn't really want to be anywhere else. You know, there's just, it's just really awesome being here. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, New York city specifically is, is an artist's dream. Uh, like it, you can't ask for much more than what New York city offers. Like you said, of course, it would be a lot nicer if it was cheaper. Uh, yeah. and that, that's its own problem, but, uh, you know, it's very beautiful. It's, it's always giving you uh, a reason to wake up. And but like my uh, previous guest David said, uh, New America's boss level is New York City. Like if <laughs> if if you could make it in New York, like they always say, you can make it anywhere. And it's just one of those things where uh, New York just makes a person. Like it, it truly makes. It gives you that tough outer skin. It gives you that ability to to feel very confident going anywhere else and doing anything. Um, and I think it's a testament to to the people that are here. Um, and then again, with the art, the art aspect of it, um, just added to that, it's, it's one of the best places to ever be. Um, so, and, and of course, your 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 work exudes that you know just uh, um, that the the heartbeat of the city. So, so yeah. So the, I noticed there's another there's another Instagram account connected to your, your account. Who, what is that? Is that your other thing? Uh, are you referring to, um, heavy minds? I think so. Yeah. So that's actually my brother, my brother's account. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I like to, uh, you know, include him there as the inspiration that he was, uh, he passed away about five years ago. Um, but as you probably heard from everything that I've said, he was a massive part of my growth as a person and as a, an artist, as a photographer. Um, and, and he was just an awesome photographer too. Um, mm. he, was, he was amazing. So I, I just, I like to include him in my bio, you know, as a, I guess as like paying tribute, you know, um, making sure that everyone who comes to my page can see 
where I also came from, you know, one of my biggest uh, inspirations and, and motivations as a photographer and also as a person, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, Heavy Minds, uh, that was his page. And if you go up there, um, you can see a lot of his stuff. Also, again, New York was was a main focus for for both of us. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah. So I just I find it important to include that. That's no, a beautiful uh, way to keep his his legacy alive. I mean, that art, the 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 photos he's, he's taken, um, like again, you guys knew knew what you were doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know uh, how you found out how to do it that way, but it it it's truly it's truly beautiful stuff. Um, yeah, because I was thinking, I, was, I thought it was your second account. And I was like, what the hell? This stuff is. This stuff is so good. Like, it's good. <laughs> not that your stuff's bad. I'm just saying, like, they're both so good. No, yeah, and, like and, it is awesome. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Why does he have two pages? Why would he do this to himself? <laughs> um, yeah, but no, that's that's a beautiful thing you did you did for him. Um, you know, keeping that keeping that going. Yeah, um, and uh, yes, I mean, speaking of of you know my brother, like, and and I guess that inspiration. There's one shot. Um, we went out to shoot lightning one day and we we both were lucky enough to get the exact same bolt of lightning strike <laughs> and the image. And it was just one of like, it was just the greatest moment. We were so fucking pumped and just happy and, and psyched. And then like seconds after that, like the the rain just kind of like ate the city and like the, the city just vanished and like the rain was just like coming towards us. It was an awesome moment, but his shot, you know, part of the shooting is also the post-processing, you know, working on the image afterward. And we both took the same, pretty much the same image home and worked on it. And um, his his came out better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, it, just, it just did. Like, I, I worked on mine and I, I just, I, I thought I did it in a way that I liked it at the time. And, but after I saw his, I was like, yeah, I you you did this better um, and, yeah that's one of the, the ways i guess i can describe that like you know he was definitely an inspiration not only for me to get out and go shooting but like also in finding my style too um because I, I just liked his interpretation of like the colors and the shadows and the blacks and i was like um i was like you're onto something i gotta you know i'm gonna right. take more inspiration uh from your thinking um yeah that's beautiful um yeah so i think i think it's a good way to wrap it up i like to wrap it up with this question sometimes um i'm a big movie guy um you know that that is my thing as my background so uh what if you could think of it because i i know all film is technically photography right like everything uh revolves around a camera but is there a movie that sticks out to you that either has uh, a photographer's uh, centric story or a, sto a movie that just stands out to you that is just visually compelling or something? I know it's a random question, but I just, I just like figuring out. And also, like, maybe I could check this movie out if I haven't seen it. But uh, is there anything that sticks out to you? Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, and, you know, you'd be surprised. I feel like uh, for as much exploring and, and reading and all that I do about photography uh you'd be surprised I actually haven't really seen a ton of movies um with that being a central you know a big part of it um but I I guess I would say that like any movie that you know like like I guess a, a period movie like a time period especially in New York City like if I'm thinking of um that movie with uh uh, I think Robert De Niro uh, is a taxi taxi uh, uh, driver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I do like, there's a lot of scenes like that show, I guess the, the grungy um, side of New York, the darker side, like I a, guess, like a Serpico. You ever see Serpico? Uh, I haven't. Oh. Um, it's a, uh, Al Pacino. It's, a, it's based in New York as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that comes to mind because uh, it shows again, like those, those scenes of uh, of New York City, but also um, it's like the type of stuff that I have like photo books. I like to look at mm. photos of New York from from back in the day. And um, it's always inspiring to see those because it helps me get creative and go out and shoot now. Um, and one thing I've noticed is that a lot of these scenes, they're they stand out to us and like they're compelling and we want to see them. 
And a big part of it is because it's no longer the reality right now. The world has changed and things right. look different every day on the street. Um, and sometimes, you know, I take some shots on the street and because they stand out to me. Um, and I think to myself, you know, this maybe doesn't look as compelling right now because this is our normal everyday life. But uh, maybe one day when things change and 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 this all seems nostalgic, um, it'll feel different. Um, so, yeah, I, I really do like that. I like looking at the, the older things and, and helping that inform me of like how I want to capture the present day um, right. from like I guess, a documentary perspective. I love that. Um, so I know we mentioned your Instagram account a lot on this, this this show, and there's a reason to it. Obviously, your stuff is fantastic. But besides Instagram, well, actually, let us know. Uh, tell the folks your Instagram. And as well, where else can we find you? Uh, yeah, sure. So my Instagram is white light with a period after the W. I know that's <laughs> not super easy, but as well, it was available. Um, and as well as where else you can find me. Um, I do have an online portfolio, um, but if I'm being honest, the website link is kind of lengthy because it's one of those free ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll probably just stick with with the Instagram uh, for now because uh, that's pretty much where I'm, I'm sharing my, my images. Well, if you, if you send it to us, we'll put it in the comment in, in the description section and uh, if people want to click on it, they can. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so uh, this has been awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, my man. You had a lot of insight. A lot more we could have discussed in regards to specific uh, uh, aspects of photography, but I think right now this was great. Maybe we could have you on again in the future and we can get into the nitty-gritty of, of, of it all. Um, so thanks so much for being on, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, again, I we definitely... Uh, talked about all sorts of stuff and it's awesome like i love i just love doing this so thank you for having me and thank you for for what you do talking with um all sorts of creatives and connect and uh connecting us